This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Many of you are probably preparing Christmas dinner as we speak. Is there anything different on the table this year? And what are the emerging food trends for 2018? I'll check in with a dietitian in the know. And Christmas can be an especially lonely time for seniors, but there are ways to reduce social isolation during the holidays and year-round. We'll hear about a special program right here in Toronto. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Here's how companies can get away with age discrimination by using social media. An investigation by the New York Times and ProPublica has found that more than a dozen, including giants like Amazon and Goldman Sachs, posted job recruitment ads on Facebook targeted to particular age groups, mostly 24 to 36. Facebook is defending itself over these charges, but remember... Founder Mark Zuckerberg, at 22, was quoted as saying, young people are just smarter, and that young people under 30 make better employees. One 58-year-old social media marketing strategist says he's disappointed, but not surprised by the news saying the message is clear. Once you reach your 50s, you may as well be dead. Employment lawyers say the practice is blatantly unlawful. The burden of caring for elder relatives is one reason female participation in the workforce has plateaued, according to the New York Times. Numbers from the American Time Use Survey show that a quarter of American women aged 45 to 64 and one in seven aged 35 to 44 are caring for an older relative. 10% of caregivers have to cut back their hours at work. 6% leave their jobs entirely. A new Alzheimer's treatment is being hailed as revolutionary. Neuroscientists at Tel Aviv University tested hyperbolic oxygen therapy, a common treatment for decompression sickness and wounds associated with diabetes. The treatment involves patients inside a chamber pumped with increased air pressure, allowing the lungs to intake more oxygen than normal. Researchers say this method helps the body fight infection and stimulate the release of stem cells, which promote healing. Initial tests on lab mice are encouraging. The findings are published in Neurobiology of Aging. Till death do us part. Those words are part of the marriage vows, but does parting bring you closer to death? After reviewing four years of data on more than 6,000 heart patients, researchers determined that being unmarried seems to bump up the risk of dying, not only from cardiovascular illness, but dying for any reason whatsoever. Compared to married subjects, being unmarried was associated with a 45% higher risk for dying from heart disease. 
policies even after accounting for differences in risk factors. The study was done by researchers at Emory University School of Medicine. Legendary actor Kirk Douglas spent his latest birthday surrounded by the people he loves. The American actor, producer, director, and author turned 101 this past week, and his famous son Michael, one of Kirk's three living sons, shared photos from their family celebration on Facebook. Michael says at 101, his dad is truly amazing, and a great time was had by all. I'm Libby Snymer. And those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. The holiday season is meant to be an uplifting time of year surrounded by family and friends. But it can be emotionally challenging and lonely for seniors, especially those with specialized and complex needs. The Circle of Care program at Toronto's Mount Sinai Hospital provides support for people who are isolated, like Larry Singer. Circle of Care has been invaluable. They have a phone volunteer program where someone volunteers to call me three times a week, and uh, that's been going on now for about uh, seven months, and that's actually uh, developed into a, a friendship, and And I've come to depend on, on this young man who, who calls me and uh, just to check on how I'm doing and uh, gives me a place, uh, someone to talk to and uh, tell troubles to. To find out how to make a difference, not just at Christmas, but year-round, I spoke with Carrie Lucky, the CEO of the Circle of Care and the Outreach Program. People struggle with loneliness, in particular around the holidays, if they're alone. Do you find that in your practice? We definitely find it. Um, Libby, we have uh, over 13,000 clients that we service, and... I would say about 25%, even upwards of a third of the seniors we service um, either don't have family members um, or family members live very far away and they are living alone. And the holidays in particular become a difficult time for them. They may be missing regular traditions that pre-existed in their family. There may be memories of a lost loved one. And often with our seniors, they, they have illness or even a disability, so it's very difficult for them to travel and they end up uh, remaining alone in the home. And and we um, have a number of services in place. For example, our volunteer program is growing and continues to grow. And the volunteer program is very important for our seniors, particularly the isolated seniors. We offer a friendly visiting program. We have a phone pals program uh, whereby a volunteer will call a client, sometimes up to three times a week, just to even have a conversation, ask them how they're doing. With our regular delivery of Meals on Wheels, not only is there a nutritious meal delivered to the home, but there's a conversation at the door, and it serves additionally as a safety check for the clients to make sure they're doing okay, they have enough food in their refrigerator, do they feel okay. We also have a Let's Get Together monthly dining club, uh, and we have a number of falls prevention and exercise classes. When people are isolated when they're alone, they can go for days without actually talking to anyone. 
Absolutely. And and what's really interesting about that is the more time they go without speaking to somebody and the more time they remain, for example, inside their house, the opportunity when it does come for them to be involved with others actually creates anxiety for them. So it becomes a little bit of a vicious cycle because they they spend more time alone in the home and even the thought of venturing outside and, and speaking to somebody just becomes overwhelming for them, so they just remain inside. You know, I think we all have societal duty and awareness to think about even the seniors in our neighborhoods, in our communities who are living on their own. Important to be able to um, knock on their door and, and check and see how they're doing. Um, have that conversation with them when you're when you're out on the street, and, and check in with them and and give advice, you know, say it's there's a class offered up at the library, you know, invite them over. And we know that when people are living alone or socially isolated, we do know that it can create depression. It can lead to a number of negative health behaviors, such as using alcohol or smoking. Uh, they may not eat well, and it's, it's a health hazard, and it can grow with our aging senior population. Okay, anything you'd like to leave us with? I really just want to put a shout out to everyone out there that we all need to be um, mindful of seniors, particularly those that are isolated. And as I said earlier, we want to make sure that we're taking a moment to say hello to them, um, ask them how they're doing, sometimes if there's anything more we could do for them. And the, the last little piece I'd like to highlight is that we talk about seniors who are isolated, but we we also need to think about support for caregivers who um, often feel isolated as well. And that could be a spouse who's caring for a very, very sick spouse. Um, And again, there's some lost traditions in the family. And and those caregivers feel lonely too. So we need to be um, checking in on them as well. Okay. Thanks so much for that. Thank you, Libby. That was Carrie Lucky, CEO of the Circle of Care program at Mount Sinai and senior Larry Singer. I'm Libby Zneimer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up, is the mindfulness movement creeping into our diets? Apparently, the answer is yes. Nutrition expert Sharon Crocker tells us about food trends for 2018. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. What will you serve at your Christmas holiday feast? As consumers, we're apparently becoming increasingly mindful about our food choices. In fact, mindful choices is the top food trend according to a company that studies food and drink around the world. Researchers at Innova Market Insights say we want less processed, lighter fare with ingredient names we can pronounce. I spoke with nutrition expert Shannon Crocker about our changing eating habits and emerging trends. Before we get to the trends for next year, do you think that people will be having some things that are different from the past on their Christmas tables this year? Well, you know what I'm starting to see is more um, savory oat-based side dishes so and various different kinds of stuffing. So grains for quite a while took a, a bit of a hit, but we're starting to see those grains come back and being used in really creative, interesting ways. I've seen a lot about various different kinds of grain-based stuffings that are much different from those traditional squishy white bread kind of stuffings. So adding a lot more sort of 
um, dried fruits and uh, whole grains like oats or barley in those stuffings and, and eating oats as a, as a savory side dish, actually. Yeah, I have to say, I've started using things like farro and frike. Yeah, absolutely. Those grains are starting, you know, I mean... They're not, you know, widespread necessarily at this at this time, but they're gaining momentum for sure. And we're starting to see easy blends that you can actually make. I have a great um, lentil and brown rice blend that I just I bought already in the store, just like that. I add my own seasonings, I add my my own stock. Um, that's something else we might see a little bit more on the Christmas uh, table this year. Would be some of those lentil-based dishes. Uh, um, we're seeing a lot more lentils now. Yeah, and they mix, quinoa's been around for a while, but now they're mixing quinoa's with wild rice and whatever else. Yeah, lots of different grain blends actually are on the, on the supermarket shelves right now. I've been searching around looking for the hot food trends for 2018, and the first thing I saw was mindfulness, mindful eating. Right. Well, I think that this has actually been growing for a while, but I think we will see this being top in uh, food trends for next year, both in terms, Libby, of what we're choosing to eat. So people looking for real food ingredients, looking for clean food labels. In other words, not a lot of sugar, not a lot of additives, and also looking more for um, the source of food and where it comes from and how it's grown and who grows it but also looking at how we eat. So that mindful eating side of things where we're looking at slowing down and managing our portion sizes and really savoring good food choices. What you're saying uh, sort of seems to be wishful and the opposite of what's actually happening out there. (laughs) Well, you know what? I think it is wishful. I think a lot of people have really great intentions Um, And I think that there's definitely a a crew of people who are making healthier choices, and more so than ever before. Um, There's going to be lots of people who just aren't in that mindset quite yet. What are some of the other food trends? Well, gut health is actually huge. It's been growing for a while as well. So taking a look at foods that um, help you to feel good and be well through keeping your gut healthy. So foods with probiotics like kefir and probiotic yogurt or fermented foods and fermented drinks, those all are are providing a good bacteria boost in your gut, and that can help improve symptoms of irritable bowel, like gas and bloating, um, but also might help with reducing inflammation and linked with immunity and, and healthy brain function. So there's lots going on in terms of gut health. That's a big one for sure. Um, the plant-based diet is definitely going to be tops for 2018. And, you know, we all know that vegetables and fruit are really important for health. And studies are actually starting to come in that are showing that people who base their diets on these plant foods, veggies, fruits, and whole grains, nuts and seeds, um, pulses, legumes, for example, have reduced risk for disease and, and are actually living longer and healthier lives. So we're starting to see more, you know, vegetarian-based meal options, for example. What is this about that it's, um, we're sort of changing what things are called. So rather than calling it vegetarian, calling it plant-based. That's right. Yeah, there's definitely a a movement towards a plant-based diet. And I think that's more inclusive um, for everybody because plant-based, although there's not a single definition, it it can be a little bit broader. So a plant-based diet could just mean eating more vegetables and fruits and filling up more of your plate with vegetables and fruits and definitely choosing some of those plant-based or vegetarian protein options like 
tofu and like um, chickpeas, for example, black beans, but also allowing some room for some of those traditional protein sources like, you know, eggs, for example, that have great antioxidants in the yolk for eye health or milk, you know, that's going to give us vitamin D for healthy bones and calcium for healthy bones as we age, which is really important, or, you know, a lean meat like turkey or lean red meat, which is nutrient-rich, and we know that the iron and zinc um, from those foods is more absorbable than from plant foods, so they can play an important role on the plate too. So I think the term plant-based can really be much more broad-reaching. Is there anything, you know, that's particular for Zoomers? Yeah, huge for Zoomers right now is protein. So we see protein, you know, being added to all sorts of foods, but there's lots of evidence come out over the last year, and I think we're going to see this growing over the next year as well, where protein is really important for us as we start to age. And the reason being because we need protein to keep our muscles healthy. So oftentimes, you know, you hear about keeping our bones healthy as we age, but Our muscles are just as important, and so getting enough protein, um, and we're looking at about 20 to 30 grams at each meal. So the distribution of it is important over the day, and especially focusing in on breakfast. Okay, Shannon, thank you so much. Thanks, Libby. Take care. That was nutritionist Shannon Crocker. I'm Libby Zneimer, and this is the Zoomer Weekend Review. Coming up, we profile friends of Zoomer Radio, Toronto singer-songwriters Amy Skye and Mark Jordan, and their two children who performed a special Christmas concert here at the Zoomerplex. You're listening to the Zoomer Weekend Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Welcome back to the Zoomer Weekend Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. It's time for your international arts date book tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown. In London's West End, audiences are getting acquainted with a groundbreaking American TV series from 1959. The Twilight Zone, the play, is at the Almeida Theatre, interweaving elements of eight original episodes. In Italy, the National Museum of Italian Judaism has opened in Ferrara with an exhibit called Jews, an Italian Story, the First Thousand Years. On Broadway, The Children asks where our responsibility for for future generations begins and ends. The trio must choose between action and self-preservation in a post-apocalyptic Britain. It's at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. And in Los Angeles, a pop-up version of Sweden's Museum of Failure has opened, featuring some epic fails, including Colgate's frozen beef lasagna, the hula chair, a bottle of Trump vodka, and cappuccino-flavored potato chips. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Datebook. We had an early Christmas gift here at Zoomer Radio. Last Tuesday, husband and wife singer-songwriters Mark Jordan and Amy Skye dropped by for a special holiday performance in Zoomer Hall. And they made it a true family affair by bringing along their very talented children, Ezra Jordan and Zoe Skye Jordan, both of whom have their own burgeoning musical careers. It was the first time the entire family performed together live in concert, and it was a real treat for our studio audience and anyone listening at home. If you missed it, don't worry. You'll get a taste right now. Here is the entire Sky Jordan family with their take on the holiday classic, 
Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide game. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Amy Skye, Mark Jordan, and their children, Ezra and Zoe, with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It was a live performance recorded this Tuesday here at Zoomer Hall at the Zoomerplex. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week when we look back at 2017 and get the scoop on resolutions from Uber Zoomer, Hazel McCallion. You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Nimer. Produced by Michelle Saunders, Paul Thomas, and Andre Lowy. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.